Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. Governor Pritzker and his pro-abortion allies are using our tax dollars to make Illinois an abortion destination. They've made the land of Lincoln, think about that, a sanctuary state for abortion. And all seems to be going just really well for their grand plan. But what they're not counting on is 40 days for life. During the fall campaign, volunteers peacefully gather outside abortion centers to pray that women will choose life instead of death. Catherine Walker and Ricky Gersh believe in the power of prayer and what it means for women and their babies. They're two of the leaders of 40 Days for Life Aurora. Ricky and Catherine, thank you for returning to Spotlight. Since we've talked, Roe versus Wade has been overturned and more women are traveling to Illinois for abortions. And abortion could very well be one of the deciding issues in the general election. Your thoughts? I think it is the number one issue for this November. I think it is. I think that people are watching to see what has happened since Roe went down and they're looking at the blue states and noticing what is happening in the blue states versus the red states. And since we live in a very, very blue state, the people of Illinois should be outraged. Prisker has taken off all regulations, all restrictions on abortion here. So it's a free for all. They are um, planning to set up mobile abortion clinics on the borders of red and blue states. And so we need to be focused on what Planned Parenthood wants to do, and we need to be ready to counter that. Catherine, we also have to elect pro-life candidates this election. Without question. I feel very strongly about staying involved in the political arena where you live and where your where your families are and really know what's going on. And I know Eleanor Family Institute does an excellent job of informing us that we can all engage in to see where our candidates stand. So really informing yourself is a big obligation. And we have to pray for these candidates, and 40 Days for Life is a good time to do that, right? We definitely pray for our candidates all the time when we're out here. Uh, we're praying for the political agenda constantly because it has such a big impact. Now, Ricky, along with prayer, maybe we should do some legwork for these candidates as well. Yeah, I think if you're, if you're feeling led to do that, you can go door-to-door for these candidates and clear up the miss information that's out there. We've got Darren Bailey that is leading the charge here on pro-life work and pro-life agendas and the legislation. So I think the more that we get involved with these candidates and the more we can help them to get elected, the better their chances are of getting elected. And you want to weigh in some more there, Catherine? Yeah, I had the pleasures of talking to a gal that I know who attends my church, quite honestly, who is very politically engaged, and she did some door knocking and door-to-door work canvassing for Darren Bailey and had a chance to have some really deep discussions with individuals that didn't know anything. And it was so exciting to see her enthusiasm and the impact that that uh, application makes is incredible to go door-to-door and canvass for these candidates. Well, the thought is that suburban women will ignore 
inflation, bevy of other problems because of the abortion issue. But there's uh, another thought that the crime issue could override that. Ricky, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that is a clear a clear agenda right now going on, and that is to overrun our country. And so people are concerned. And if you're talking suburban women, they're moms, and they're hauling their kids around and going from place to place and wondering and worried about what it's going to be like for the safety of their kids growing up, too. So I think the crime issue is huge. How many of us have chosen not to even go to Chicago to go even to the city that is just an hour away for us because of the crime there? And it's because we're not feeling protected. We're not being protected in these blue states like we should be. Well, we've talked about some of the issues surrounding the election, but this is a time to pray and 40 Days for Life needs people to be outside these abortion centers to pray for women to make a life decision. So how can women get involved, men as well? Mm -hmm. First of all, um, we always say this is not a political issue. This is a biblical issue. This is a moral issue. God is the author and creator of life. And we are called to protect that life. And we want to do everything in our part to stand firm, to make sure that moms know that there are alternatives. And Waterleaf right here is one alternative. And so there's adoption. There are services that are available to help these moms keep their babies. So we feel like we need to constantly clear up the confusion that this is a political issue. It's not. And Catherine, if people want to get involved in 40 Days for Life, they can go to 40daysforlifewhat.com and find out about a location. They can sign up or just come out, right? Absolutely. You know, we do like sign up, and there's about seven or eight vigils in the state. Eleven. Eleven, excuse me. Eleven vigils in the state of Illinois. And these have been well organized, and uh, there's, there's people out there for the 40 days. Uh, the vigils generally run from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. All you need to do is really find a vigil location and come out and pray. You can also go on the website and sign up and bring a, bring a friend, bring a community group, bring people that, have, that really have never been out before and partner up because prayer does really make a difference can I share a story? A woman last year came out and was so uh, excited about what she saw, she shared it with her pastor, and he came out the following week, and he was impacted, and then the following week or two later, he prompted his church to come out, and they engaged. So it really can work just by coming out here and seeing what's happening and inviting a friend and see how you can multiply yourself. Yeah, yeah I would just like to add to that. People frequently ask, can I just pray at home? And we're like, of course, God hears all of our prayers. But we do want to encourage people to physically come out to the site to pray because there is up to a 75% no-show rate if people are physically, peacefully praying on site. So when people drive past us, they see us standing there and they know that we're there to help and we're there to pray and we get you know a lot of offensive gestures and things to the contrary as well but you never know when that one person is gonna just say I, I'm not I'm not gonna go in today I can't do that so 
We're just here encouraging people to come out and pray. The prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective, as James 5.16 tells us. And God's called us to, you know, stand firm and to hold back those who are staggering to slaughter. In Proverbs, it tells us that. So we're just here, and we want to be a physical presence. We want to be peaceful. That is the primary thing that we encourage, is that everybody just come on out and be peacefully praying because... It is a spiritual battle. And Catherine, we've mentioned this before, but if you've never done anything involved with the pro-life movement, but maybe you want to get your foot in the door, this is a good way to start. That is really a tagline for 40 Days for Life. This is an entrance point. Mm -hmm. Many people start here, and then God moves them into various other facets. People become sidewalk counselors, share their uh, experiences by counseling at a pregnancy resource center. There's so many different ways to get involved. Some people choose to get more involved on the political side. But I will tell you that there was a gentleman who is coming out of the Planned Parenthood facility right here and talked to us because I was out here with some other people praying for my church and there was a sidewalk counselor who engaged in a conversation. And this man was very quick to say, I used to work here, but I don't anymore. And I can tell you that you people do make a difference. They call you the grass people. And I love that that we're the grass people. We're not the violent ones. We're the grass people that come out and pray. And they're afraid of us because they know we make impact. I should probably tell folks that we're recording this interview on the Waterleaf property, a pro-life women's center. Just a few hundred yards away is the big Planned Parenthood in Aurora. And there's a grassy knoll, if you want to call it that, uh, between the two. I think a lot of folks might be a little intimidated about coming out to 40 Days for Life, especially now. We're hearing about this case out of Pennsylvania where a pro-life activist gets arrested by the FBI and charged with a federal crime. Is the purpose here to intimidate pro-life activists? Absolutely. That case was tried and dismissed, and then Merrick Garland decided to send 28 to 30 SWAT team members to um, this gentleman's house in front of his wife and kids and arrest him. So that right there is a strategy that they're using to just strike fear. So we have to stand our ground and say, you know, we're going to be out here peacefully praying and we're not going to back down based on that fear. You talked about earlier that it, it's good to have a physical presence here. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's a message to the pro-abortion side that our side will not be intimidated. Ricky and I have been involved in this ministry for almost 10 years, and we have never felt intimidated. We have never felt discouraged, and we're not going to back down. We're getting more feet on the ground right now than ever before. So it, it, we're not intimidated by any of this. What I have found over and over again is that the biggest tool the enemy uses is to keep people away from the information. They just don't know. So when you hear these things and and you have a proper discussion with somebody, not an antagonistic conversation, but just an informative conversation, that really can impact the movement quite a bit. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. We're talking about 40 days for life, life issues surrounding the election and what have you. We'll continue our conversation after this. Hail and well met. I'm Alyssa. I'm Eliana. I'm Kenna. And I'm Jenna. We are four females who, by discussing and dismantling subjects prevalent in the Western culture, 
want to make truth self-evident once again. We want to make current cultural events and worldview issues relatable to our peers and point all those listening to the gospel and what the Bible says. We are available on any platform you find a podcast. So please leave us a review, follow us on all the social medias, and please give us a listen. Self-evident, dedicated to speaking truths that were once self-evident and doing so in love. It's an evening you don't want to miss. The Illinois Family Institute's Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet with actors and filmmakers Sam and Kevin Sorbo. Join them Friday night, October 28th at the Carlisle in Lombard. Register at IllinoisFamily.org. People are standing up and saying enough is enough. I'll just say that people are looking for truth. The Sorbos are outspoken Christian conservatives in liberal Hollywood. They're known for the Hercules TV series and the documentary film Leaders for Life. You need bravery. But I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to be bold, right? Sure, we all are. But we all need to learn how to be bold. Kevin and Sam Sorbo and the IFI Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet, Friday night, October 28th. Register at IllinoisFamily.org or call 708-781-9328, IllinoisFamily.org. With a one-minute look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. According to a recent study from the Charlotte Lozier Institute, pregnancy resource centers were responsible for saving the lives of an estimated 828,000 unborn children between 2016 and 2020. Nearly a million children are alive today because of the compassionate, pro-human medical care provided by these centers in that time frame alone. And yet these centers are under assault, facing harassment from local attorneys general, arson and vandalism from abortion activists, and misinformation from government officials and media outlets, who in turn give Planned Parenthood a full pass from scrutiny. And yet the staff at these centers continue to show up every day, supporting vulnerable women, protecting at-risk children with care, love, information, and resources. They need our support and prayers now more than ever. And especially in states like California, where government officials have launched investigations without cause, Pregnancy resource centers need public support from business leaders and pastors. After everything these centers have done to protect life, the least we can do is stand with them. I'm John Stone Street. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here, and here is outside the Waterleaf Women's Center in Aurora, just a few hundred yards away, the big Planned Parenthood in Aurora, the mega abortion center. I'm speaking with Ricky Gersh and Catherine Walker from 40 Days for Life Aurora with all that's going on. We've said this in the past, but 40 Days for Life now more than ever. We've got a big election coming up and more and more women are coming to Illinois for abortions. Parental notices by the wayside. So you have to be here. Yeah, we're believers in the power of prayer. We're believers in that this is a spiritual battle and we're gonna fight this in prayer. We're advocates for getting more and more churches on the ground. That's been a fight. And we will say this as evangelical Christians, you know, getting the Protestant churches out has been harder and harder to do. Why is it? Why is it so hard to get evangelical churches? They say they're pro-life, at least some of them do, mm -hmm. but they don't do anything. That's a good question. That's a very good question. We went round and round with this question. I really believe within the church, there's 
this thinking, this notion that abortion is a political issue. And that's where a lot of the hats get hung on that issue. And so we've been trying to educate pastors on the fact that this isn't a political issue. It's been politicized, but it's not at its heart a political issue. It's a biblical issue. And so think of all the the people in the Bible that have stood their ground. This is a big issue. It's a very big issue for me uh, that the churches are silent on abortion because as a post-abortive woman myself, I uh, was fortunate enough to have uh, that topic come up at my church and an opportunity presented itself where I was moved forward into a healing class. And, um, you know, obviously the rest is history and I've been able to move, been moved into the pro-life ministry. But if that would have happened at my church, I probably would still be walking around in a lot of shame and guilt and who knows where. So it needs to come up in the, in the right context at a church level. And I think what Ricky had stated is there's this element of fear that it's more political and we don't want to jump into that swimming pool. So, Well, LifeWay Research did a survey and they tried to really determine the number of people sitting out in our pews each Sunday that have been impacted by abortion, that number is quite high. So um, it can be anywhere between 43% to 60% in these churches that women and families are sitting there. And if that, if that topic is not brought up, what does that say? Well, to many women, it translates into, it's such a terrible sin that my pastor can't even talk about it. Mm -hmm. So they continue to sit in shame and guilt when there's healing in Jesus for them. We really encourage the pastors to talk about this issue and make it an issue that is an open you know, conversation to have so that women and, and men as well can come forward and say, I contributed to that, or I had an abortion, or I drove my roommate to an abortion clinic, or that was my sister so that we can have discussions about healing and how to get them help and, and hope, because there's hope and healing for them. Yeah. I think that there's another stat that I would really like to bring out at this point, and that is the number of women, and it's been proven and documented, that are coming here for abortions are church attendees, that they have probably have been in their church in the last uh, month or two. So. We have Christian men and women that are participating in the abortion experience. So I think that's a riveting stat as well. Let me ask you this. You ladies are very open about this, that you're post-abortive. Mm -hmm. Had there been a 40 days for life back during those years, would it have made a difference? Well, you know, that's a big question. Who knows? I don't know. I, I can honestly say I don't. I don't know what I would have done. I don't know. I was 16 when I first walked into an abortion clinic. I was 21 when I went to another abortion clinic. If people would have been outside praying and talking, would I have stopped and talked with them? I hope so. I, I don't know. I can't say for sure. You know, I can answer the question pretty much the same way. I had multiple abortions for and um, I don't recall anybody outside the clinics when I entered in. I was a churchgoer. I didn't hear the topic ever at church. I attended all Catholic schools, high school and grade school, never heard the topic come up. I was absolutely void of any, anything coming forward 
from my uh, faith-based uh, family. Really? But now times have changed and we have 40 days for life and it is making a difference. Well, it certainly is. It's making a huge difference. Um, there are now 622 vigils internationally, and uh, we've, we've watched abortion clinics close even prior to Roe coming down. And now, obviously, many, many more coming down as a result of that. So we know that legislation impacts that too. But the 40 Days for Life, in addition to it being an entry point, People will say, I feel like my spiritual life has matured by participating in this, in this vigil. And um, we've had people step up and become day captains. We've had people come out multiple times, you know, during a vigil. Um, we've heard a lot of conversations and a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people making friends here. And uh, we're, we're actually standing next to the largest abortion clinic in the Midwest. They do approximately 400 abortions per month. Those are surgical abortions. And we haven't even mentioned the abortion pill. We haven't mentioned that yet. And that's, that's the real threat now. And just so you know, Planned Parenthood would like to have that ab abortion pill. They're actually, it's a series of two, but they would like to have that in every girl and woman's medicine cabinet in their bathroom, just like an aspirin. In case you need it, then you have it. And that's the direction that they're going. Yeah. I just also would like to mention what Planned Parenthood, their strategy to get more and more people in cyber world. So they have introduced their Roo app, R-O-O, -O, which is an app that has is being used actually in public schools across the United States, in health classrooms, in other classrooms, to encourage students to come to their local Planned Parenthood for contraceptive use, for sexual education, for abortion. So I think parents need to be aware that if their kids have this app on their phones, there needs to be a discussion about where this is heading. This Rue app is intended to drive them towards more of the Planned Parenthood services that they offer and to lure kids away and to basically pretty much try to eliminate the parents' influence in their kids' life in terms of sexual decision-making. And Catherine and Ricky, 40 Days for Life going on just a couple of days until the November 8th election. We need people coming out and praying. They don't have to sign up ahead of time. If they'd like to, check us out. They can go to 40daysforlife.com backslash Aurora, and uh, they can take a look at the calendar. They can take a look at special events that are happening. This fall visual goes until November 6th, so we're out here for 40 days. It's a biblical number. We're just encouraging people and churches, community groups, families, come on out, join us in a peaceful prayer movement. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless the work of Waterleaf and 40 Days for Life. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. Do support the work of Illinois Family Institute, Illinois Family Action. Make sure you uh, order a voter guide or two. Maybe pass them out at your church. They're nonpartisan. Just go to IllinoisFamily.org and uh, you can order them there. Or give us a call at 708-781-9328. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, 
visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.